Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. I think one of the most interesting things about baseball is that because of how long it's been around, I mean, we're talking about a sports that's been played since literally the 1800s in some capacity, that you can really pick out, you know, any day in what you would consider the baseball playing calendar. And it would have incredibly interesting stuff that would have happened on that particular date. I mean, certainly as you get closer to October, it becomes even more pronounced because the World Series happens in October-ish every year. So there's been a lot of, you know, October blanks where there's been a lot of World Series games. And and, and you make an interesting, you know, point when you say it could happen at any day of the season. And you're right, because you say it's 100 50 plus years old. So I'm sure like there are July 4th, everybody remembers July 4th in the United States. So there are double headers in the past. So there's some epic stuff that's happened on July 4th during the regular there's season. There's probably some weird day in June. June 8th. <laughs> Bet a lot of wacky stuff has happened on June 8th. And and I, and I still get a, a one printed newspaper. It's a little local paper here. And they have a little column in there called this date in baseball. And for whatever reason, I love this column because all it does is bring back like things that I, maybe I know about, or I've heard about, and I know more. Now this is not to be confused with their equally entertaining, uh, entertaining (laughs) column of 10 years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, where it's all like local stuff. So you read about stuff that happened 50 years ago in like high school baseball. We, We don't get the, this day in baseball treatment quite for this. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So, um, randomly, you know, we're going to talk about a day, I guess, in in the calendar. But any any day in October, I just saw the other day, uh, October fourteenth, uh, that uh, that day, Tommy Agee led off the game with a home run for the nineteen sixty nine New York Mets and made two spectacular catches in the outfield on October fourteenth, nineteen sixty nine. And the most important thing was, I was there. Yes, I was, I like, was oh, there. How do I think I've heard this story before? Oh, yeah, because you told me about that game like that was an inc- incredible, times. incredible. He hit two. He made two unbelievable catches. Unbelievable. And, and they still run. show that stuff, by the way. We Met fans don't have that much to cheer about, so we're still looking at those still things. Still got to talk 52 about 52 years later, Tommy we're AG still excited about Tommy Agee's catches. <laughs> catches, I should say. So, um, But what piqued our interest was just another day. So you're going to talk about a day and and I think throw out some some things that happen and, 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 and maybe we, the two of us can connect what we know outside of what might be written about that day or that season that it comes in. Well, the day we're going to start off with, the day we kind of picked, and we were shocked by just how many different things happened on this day. And what's interesting also is you're going to see on this day, you're going to have games where World Series things happened and end of the season stuff happened in some or or end of playoff things happened. So it's not all just World Series stuff, but this is October 10th. So seeing as we were just talking about the Mets, I kind of figure we need to start off with a piece of Mets history. And that was their other World Series appearance in the early late 60s, early 70s. And that was because in 1973, on October 10th, Tom Seaver led the Mets over the Cincinnati Reds in game five of the ALCS and took them to the uh, NLCS and took them to the World Series. Right, where, where they proceeded to, lo- to lose the World Series, but that series was punctuated. Okay, so here's what I remember. Uh, Pete Rose slides into Bud Harrelson, who's 160 pounds soaking wet, and Harrelson starts 
trying to fight him at second base when he tries to break up a double. No, he tries to break up double play. And and the idea that little Bud Harrelson had the spunk to go after. Not that Pete Rose was a giant guy, but he was bigger than Bud Harrelson. He wasn't 160 pounds dripping wet. Exactly. So And that, that series was only five games because the NLCS, when it first started, was only five games. It was, so it was not, first to three instead of first to four. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So uh, I remember, you know, that and, and, and they lost the World Series, but Seaver probably had his best moment of the season in the playoffs because the World series didn't quite go according to plan quite but i mean it's just interesting looking through like how many different important things have happened on this day because like then you have so that was the mets making the world series except literally five years before that mickey lolich won the world series on october 10th for the tigers beating the st louis cardinals in game seven and i believe we talked about that world series in our greatest world series episode because it was such an important it's such an interesting World Series. Well, the Tigers have only won four World Series. So they won in 35, 45, this one in 1968, and they also won in 84. But Lolich wasn't the pitching star of the Tigers that year. It was a guy named Denny McLean who won 31 games for the Tigers. He's the only guy, I should say the last guy, to win 30 games in the major leagues. And Mickey Lolich, this sort of portly left-hander, goes out and wins three games in the World Series and beats Bob Gibson, who is, of course, everybody's you know, favorite Gibson, pitcher. Yeah. This is the year of the pitcher, 1968. Here we are. And Mickey Lolich ends up being the World Series MVP and like Mickey Lolich. And, and by the way, good career. Um, definitely an almost guy. Definitely. Yeah. That's never a place you want to be is definitely an almost guy. But I mean, it's just interesting looking at this. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably have some things you remember from this date, given you've had you've gone through a lot more October 10th than I have. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned that when you said three World Series games, it made me think of, and this is the same thing on the state, Lou Burdett. And we talked about Lou Burdett with the uh, the Braves in 1957, right? Yep. So they moved to Milwaukee. Uh, we read this whole book on, you know, the heroes of Bushville and how Milwaukee was sort of a backwater town. So Burdett comes up with the Yankees in 1950, and, and I, I think Stengel doesn't like him, so he cuts him. Oh, so he's toiling away. He ends up in Milwaukee for a bunch of years. And sure enough, in 1957, the Braves get to the World Series. And who are they playing but the Yankees? And so who manages to win three games in the 1957 World Series? I believe, I believe that there's only one person you can kind of name exactly. at this point. It's pretty Lou Burdett has the series of his life. And by the way, the two teams played in the World Series the next year in 1958. But the Yankees won that series. Didn't go as well for Lou Burdett in that series. But, I mean, you even can go back even farther and pull up things because this is what surprised me that, like, you still have big-name baseball players, you know, big all-time names doing something on just a random date like October 10th. Now, obviously, if you look throughout the collection of any one player's history, they're going to be them doing something big on any given day. But it is just wild to think about. You know, you look at October 10th. What was that? Oh, that was the uh, Game 7 of the 1926 World Series where uh, Grove Ex Grover Alexander, the near 40-year-old. Right, right. He was 39 years old. Grover Cleveland Alexander, they called him, but they, you know, they Pete Alexander was, was how he's known. Uh, and he was he had been around, as you say, for a long time. And he he had a and I remember reading about this as a kid, he had a big strikeout in that in that game. Um and, and I thought, like, yes. well, in the bottom of the seventh inning, he strikes out Tony uh Lazari with the bases loaded. In the seventh inning, he throws two and two thirds scoreless innings. And then in the ninth inning, who comes up for the Yankees? But Babe Ruth. Of course, this is. And now Babe Ruth had already hit a home run in this game. He had walked two other times. And so the Cardinals probably did what the logical thing 
would be and walked him. Now, I don't know if that was an intentional walk or an unintentional intentional walk, but, you know, Babe Ruth ended up on first base. And then he proceeds to do something that would have him just destroyed in the current era. He tries to steal second base. Well, he, he tries to steal second yeah. base, Notice which, means, which means not, not, he was successful in stealing second base because he was thrown out at second base. Let's set to, the scene. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth, seventh game of the World Series, and he tries to steal second. Babe Ruth, big old fat Babe Ruth, <laughs> thrown out at second base. World Series over. Over. I mean, I think if that happened today, uh, unless his name was Derek Jeter and he wouldn't have made that stupid I mean, play. I mean, imagine, imagine if Mookie Betts gets thrown out stealing second in game seven against the Red Sox in the World Series this year. Yeah, he's not a Dodger anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I mean, they he's might welcome him back to Boston. Yeah, they would welcome him back to Boston in a heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, that that was – and I, I can't believe that one of the greatest players of all time – lost the world series if you will i mean that, that's not it's hard to say one play lost it but ended the world series uh, on such, a, such an awful play um and and i noticed you know so the world the, the world series wasn't played in 1904 um uh which is kind of interesting because the giants wouldn't play uh, that particular year they decided they played in 1903 the boston pilgrims won the first world series against pittsburgh and then in 1904 the national league champions the new york giants john mcgrath because Nah, don't want to play the World Series this year. This this really I, happened. I, why? <laughs> it's, I, don't, he, I don't think the American League is very good at all. So they didn't play, and the Giants didn't play him, and there was no World Series in 1904. But there was a pitcher that we've talked about, Jack Chesborough, who won 41 games in 1904. So it, it was a weird season that there wasn't but a World like, Series after they had only that, the that's first That's such one. an old-timey baseball statistic, though. Like, doesn't it just fit exactly what... I remember there was a tweet flying around last year, or, or like when we were talking about, like, Shohei's a ridiculous season. And it would be like, oh, yes, nobody's done this since the 1904 season, where Jack Chesborough threw 41 starts and six 170 innings across the season. <laughs> no, that, 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 actually, that guy, a guy named Bill uh, Deneen, okay, completed 37 games that he started during the season, throwing 337 consecutive innings. How, Talk about old-time baseball. How did, how did that man's arm not fall <laughs> off? So, uh, But I guess you had, didn't realize that that 1904 series, which would have been the second one, never happened because of uh, John McGraw. And, and ironically, as much as we talked about how in 1968, Mickey Lillich won game seven for the Tigers, October 10th was just actually a really good day for the Tigers in general because they also won game seven in 45 on the 10th. Right, 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 right. And that was uh, sort of the, the, fir the first real season um, after the war, right? So the war just ends, the so, World War II. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Is everybody back at that no, point? Probably not. Not, not that like season. Late forty-five. You still forty-six got, season was really the season really that people were, came back because yeah, Williams. People really credit the three years he missing is what like forty-three to forty-five ish. Basically, you imagine like you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a Mike Trout missing three years because he needs to go to Afghanistan. And, right, right. And 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 the stat loss of what that would be. You know, we have you know a guy like Williams. You know, hits five hundred and twenty-one home runs those three or four years he's hit 600 yeah yeah and before people were doing that is right is, is you, know, you know other than babe ruth obviously who carried it before that so um yeah there's just lots of stuff about this particular day because it was and and, and what's interesting is today october 10th obviously won't be the world series you won't have any World Series. No, so it's going to be interesting that like now a lot of the more famous World Series moments that have happened in the modern era, especially since the addition of the extra wild card game, are going to be almost unique because it's only going to be World Series games that happen on these days that happen late in October now. 
because you know today is the 17th today is the 16th 16th today is the 16th and we're just after game one of the alcs and the game one of the nlcs is taking place today so if those series go the distance you're not even looking at playing those games, the, the 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 World Series starting until like October twenty something, right? The World the World Series is slated to end, I think, like November third or fourth if it goes seven games, right? So you're gonna have you know, which is obviously why people call Derek Jeter Mister November. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little that's uh, but, not to Reggie Jackson, I guess. Right, know. but I think it's more interesting when we're looking at these dates that you're gonna actually lose something by having a longer playoff because you're gonna be spreading out. You're not going to have these concentrated days where like, yeah, like every World Series takes place at the beginning of October. You don't really have that now. And and then what's right. What's cool is, is so we can go to October 10th, like we're saying, the state in history. And there's playoff games. It could be a division series. Now, game. There will be playoff games to match with always, all of these World always. Series. But you're not going to have the continued tradition of all of these World Series events taking place on the same day is all I'm saying. Exactly. And, that, you know, that's a bit it, – again, it takes a little of the Romans. And, and having all of the night games, by the way, you know, makes it difficult for kids to watch these games uh, to really experience them firsthand unless they're hearing – you know, watching it the next day on recorded. And who's doing that except for me? Yeah, and, I mean, it's not bad. Like, recording the episode isn't – it's not a bad alternative. Obviously, it's actually a weirdly a little bit trickier nowadays because you also have to avoid your phone until you finish watching the game. But there's something to be said for like as soon as you start being able to fast through fo- like as soon as I know I can fast forward through some of the game, it's just like, well, why not just fast forward to the very last out? You know what I mean? Like, right, like there's right. that part of you that like like that I can't help but think that. And so it's just like you do lose something when you're watching those games on replay. So I just wish there was some kind of alternative for Major League Baseball so that you don't have incredibly exciting games like Giants Dodgers game five and Red Sox uh, Astros game one ending after midnight. When half the when the majority of the country lives on the East Coast, it isn't staying up to watch that. Exactly. Exactly. And and I think if you. The rest of the country is, you know, I, I'm jealous, you know. I mean, no, I'm jealous. <laughs> I mean, we're jealous. The same way we're jealous of the West Coast on football Sundays when you're like, wait, you got to start watching football at 10 and then you're done at like four in the afternoon. Right, That's great. Right. Always, always a, a better way to do it when you can. And, you know, the night game is an afternoon game. I know. Exactly. You, you still have your whole day, basically. But So I, I do think that's something that baseball does need to consider, especially since so much of it, people are complaining about the pace of the sport. I mean, yesterday's game, it was a phenomenal game, but it took a long Four time. Hours. It went until midnight. Yeah. And I, you're going to have epic moments with players that are going to inspire kids and create fans for life that they're not going to see that watching a highlight does not hold this. No, when you're sitting there waiting for it to happen uh, and you're watching it and your your heart is pounding because you know the stakes and all that stuff, and you can't recreate that if you're fast-forwarding. No, you can't recreate if they're watching that on a Twitter clip. Right, right, right. So I think, you know, that, that there's something lost there, and, and, and not to get off topic, but the idea that these games could start – earlier in general you know we're missing west coast prime time i don't even know how valid prime time is anymore the way that people behave and do things they don't work at the same times they don't enjoy things at the same times and wouldn't it be nice to let kids watch world series baseball live to a much greater degree than they can now right because part of the reason why you had the original primetime viewing hours was because that was realistically if you did not catch things when they were being broadcast you didn't have the ability to watch them so and our ability to mess around with when things are airing was so much harder so right now realistically you you could start the game what if the game started at seven instead of eight right 
That's all it takes. At least you're going to get a chunk of the game. Yeah. You know, but the games, actually, uh, the West Coast game will start at 9 sometimes on the East Coast. 9.07, yeah, first pitch. And I mean, you, you know. You literally, like, you can't watch that game if you're on the East Coast, especially if it's a weeknight. So we, we talked a lot, by example, we talked a lot about the 1920 baseball season, which is one of my favorite seasons. Uh, and that World Series on October 10th, that date, was the unassisted triple play, the only one in World Series history by Bill. I can never understand how to spe- say his name Wamsgans or whatever it would be and that was an amazing series but here's the thing it took place in the afternoon everybody that was there saw it and everybody heard about it the same day so there's that excitement there's so much focus on the World Series that I don't even know if that that series was probably not covered on radio because that's before they were covering that um, and so, so the only the ticker tapes and ticker ticker and 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 people sort of you know going through news wires you know to be able to you know communicate Get that info that, yeah that, you know that's an incredible series that the Indians won in 1920 that but all the kids and the adults got the information at the same time right and, and that is the unfortunate part you know you look at it now where like you're like oh well i can't look at my phone can't go on you know live tv because if you oop you turned on espn the next morning you're gonna instantly know who won that game exactly exactly it all happens at the uh you know at the same time so what else you got well i mean i think that it's interesting that well the one thing i do notice is there's not as much when you get like in terms of what i was researching that, that had more recent stuff so i don't know if you have anything that's more recent but I did think that was something that was particularly interesting was, you know, I, I guess for me, it's no longer recent. But, um, hmm. well, I mean, obviously, this isn't necessarily game related, but I, I remember what happened in October 10th in the middle of uh, the 2000s with the whole steroid thing. Uh huh. Because that was because that was when we had this was one of the days where they were doing the trials. I'm pretty right, sure this was right. the day Palmero like got out of like his char- jury charges or whatever he had. He had some kind of char- perjury charges. And, like, they decided not to let him go after talking about, like, testing positive for a steroid. So, I mean, this is a day that's even connected to that entire era, in a sense. So I'll I'll go old school on on you and go back to the first year of Yankee Stadium. And and it's 1923, so the house that Ruth built, and really was built on him, um, the first World Series game ever played in Yankee Stadium was played on October 10th, 1920. So the Yankees built the stadium. Mm -hmm. They've never won a World Series before this. They were in the World Series in 21 but they lost to the Giants. Okay, so this is not the Yankees of The your. vaunted Yankees. Right, right. Yeah. This is a team trying to win its first World Championship. So they open their new stadium, they play World Series, and they win the World Series in the first year at their new stadium. That'll do something for you. Right? Didn't happen at City Field for the Mets, by the way. Uh, didn't happen at Shea. Yeah, it didn't happen at Shea. I mean, they, they did set a record that year, but it wasn't. No, wait. That no, so it was 64. They were just horribly bad, not all-time bad like they were in 1962. Oh, okay. Much better, at and least. Like, very, very big difference there. Um, so I, I thought that, you know, that's you know that started the 28 World Championships for the Yankees. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's pretty interesting that it happened in their first, um, first go-round. And then in 1948... Um, the largest crowd ever to attend a World Series game in Cleveland's Municipal Stadium, and 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 you probably don't remember this stadium. It was it was a football, it was a multi-purpose stadium. The, yeah, because um, Jake got built before right, I was Jake really got built, and I don't know cognizant. The Browns weren't playing in Municipal Stadium. Uh, I don't think. Anyway, it was it was huge. The Browns it, were gone by the time was, I was aware. It was eight, no, the, the, well, that's right. They'd gone to Baltimore, and then they came back as the new Browns. Um, the the stadium seated eighty. 
odd thousand people. So it was by far the biggest stadium in baseball. And, you know, because it was a football stadium, I can't imagine like some of the baseball fans there for the 1948 World Series against the Boston Braves had to be so far away from the action. I don't I didn't even know they, they, they could even see what the heck was going yeah, on. Yeah, you can't even tell what's happening. It's like awful seats. Well, so and, and, and I never got to go see uh, in that. So on this day, Warren Spahn beats Bob Feller. Uh, and the Indians in Game Five of the Fall Classic. So that wasn't eighty six thousand people showed up at a baseball game. Can you imagine eighty six thousand showed a lot up of for people. a baseball game? I mean, the only stadium that was bigger uh, and hosted more people for a game was when the Dodgers moved to L.A. Before they built Dodger they played, Stadium, they played in the Coliseum yeah. where USC plays. That place seats ninety two thousand. I doubt they sold that they out too often. I, well, they don't they didn't sell it, but I think they had more people at a game. In the, in the, oh, I believe they. I just doubt they were selling that out too often. 50, 59 World Series. And, and I think about the Dodgers, right? At the same time, they moved to L.A. in 58, and they win the World Series in L.A. in 59. How weird is that? I, I mean, mean, it's great for building a fan base. Yeah, well, exactly. And then they, they you know, played in the World Series in, uh, several times between then uh, and the mid-60s. In 60, uh, let's see, in 63, they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 65, they won. So they're in LA for you know seven years they've won three World Series you're gonna have a lot of dedicated little fans that's why there's a ton of hardcore Dodger fans and and, and that was the wait till next year Dodgers before that they only won the one World Series nobody in LA thought that right exactly we love this team they win all the time so um, I I think it's just really fun to just think about the different things that happen on a particular day Um, and and what's weird is it it won't be like the the Babe Ruth uh, first year in, in Yankee Stadium that was game one of the World Series sometimes it's game one sometimes it's game seven yeah. it, there's no predictability now there's to, not even going to be World right, Series be, exactly there won't be any be, World Series you so, know you know early postseason games and wild card games exactly so I, I don't think that you know you can expect th- that there's going to be as many epic performances because the, is, is the performance in the wild card game or the division series equal to doing something formidable in the world series? Well, I think you have to look at it separately. You're not going to have these all time. It's going to be harder to have these all time days as much as we were saying earlier, because the world series always kind of took place around the same couple of days every year, you know, the same stretch of, you know, 14 or so days, but you're still going to have the history where you're going to be able to look back for any day that's in the standard baseball calendar, and you're going to have a hundred plus years of history for stuff that's happened on that day, and there might be really incredible things. I mean, how? I mean, I bet there's some day in the random calendar year where like a bajillion no hitters have been thrown. Right. Well, more than more than any other day. More than any other right, day. There's right. like seven no hitters, or there's like a bunch of perfect games on a particular day. We know that's got to have happened. So you know, when they talk about this date in history during the World Series stuff, there's another one here, and this is really weird, and I didn't know this. Uh, in 1963, the Mets, and you think I would know, uh, had traded coaches with the Giants. Okay, bringing Wes Westrom to the New York Exchange for Cookie Lavagetto, um, who was recovering from a serious... So they traded coaches because uh-huh. Stengel met and became fond of his new coach. And so he anointed Wes Westrom as the next manager of the Mets, which he did become uh, before they got rid of him and got Gil Hodges. And that's when the Mets obviously you know, ended up being good and going forward. But, you know, that they traded... Co- like. Why would you trade a coach? What kind of value would a coach have that you'd have to trade an asset to get him? Um, I guess at the end, I mean, we've seen that before because didn't that happen? That's happened in football with 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 a baseball with a, like a non manager uh, with a non manager. Not that I know of. No. Like like we run, we want your third base coach and we'll give you our draft pick. You know, like 
Who would do that? Nobody. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I don't. It doesn't say what they gave up for him there, but uh, you know that that was just stuff a, going a on. A Twix bar. I don't know. <laughs> so um, I, I think we could probably pick you know every day in October and come up with some interesting you could, stuff. That's the thing. You could pick any day. Any day in the baseball calendar year, and you could find a ton of stuff like this. And that's what makes baseball so cool. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.